This is the iMoveU podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career. What a time to be alive, episode 12 of iMoveU. We're going to talk about mentoring sessions and how you can get the most out of your mentoring sessions, predominantly by asking better questions. So I'm going to go through some really good questions you can ask of your mentor so you get the most out of your sessions. Uh, Before we get into the episode, some housekeeping. Uh, Please rate and subscribe. I normally do this at the end of the podcast, but I thought I'd give you a gentle reminder here. And iMoveU Melbourne is coming up in two weeks exactly. Actually, it is Sunday on the day of recording. Two weeks to go. I think we've got three tickets left. Uh, We like to cap it at 24, and we have eight beds, three people to a bed. We just like to give a lot of one-on-one attention on the day. That's why we cap it at 24. So that's two weeks to to go, and it's actually in Melbourne City this time. For those of you who came to the last iMoveU Melbourne, it was actually Geelong, uh, and my geography is not that great. So that that's some of the comments uh, under the Eventbrite link in the Facebook page for those of you who aren't in on the inside joke. Uh, I'm with you Melbourne two weeks, and then we're going to go Sydney in November. So any Sydney siders who are ready for number four, actually, that'll be the fourth one we've done in Sydney, uh, please reach out on Facebook, send us a message. You'll see the Eventbrite go up as always. All right, let's get cracking. When you have a mentoring session... It's really important to come prepared, not just, okay, it's my mentoring session. I'll scramble and look at my list and see what I can find. So my biggest tip to get the most out of your mentoring session is the night before or two days before, set a Google Calendar reminder or whatever reminder system you use. Make sure you have a reminder a couple days before where you go out and pull two or three cases that you really want to discuss and pull out the very specific things like how long have they had the condition, how old is this patient, what tests have they had, what tests have you done. If you can come with that information armed and pre-prepared, it's going to save you 10 or 15 minutes. And in a mentoring session, that's gold. You might only have half an hour a week with your mentor. You don't want to spend 15 minutes uh, going through your list, trying to think about things and trying to reconcile the information because that's a huge waste of time. So this is something we are still trying to nail at iMove, but certainly uh, something we've seen is not valuing that mentor session enough to do a little bit of preparation. And if you do that, you're going to get so much more out of your mentoring sessions. And remember, as a new grad, your mentor may not provide these mentoring sessions for a long time. So you've got to nail you know, eight to 12 weeks of content So that's the first tip is make sure you're prepared. Make sure you've got a day or two's notice to really nail what you're going to talk about, the finer details. And then this is really the meat of the podcast is these are the questions you can ask to get the most out of your mentor and the most out of your mentoring sessions. So question one is I need help diagnosing this condition. So don't just rock up into your mentoring session saying, I'm having trouble with this case because, again, that's really vague. Mentor will get frustrated. You'll get frustrated. We'll waste time getting to the actual question you want to ask. So a great question you might be thinking is leading with, I need help diagnosing this patient. 
Therefore, you're going to talk about maybe some special tests, maybe going to symptom patterns and things like that. So you should come prepared with that information. The second question I have here is, I might need help with some hands-on technique, or I might need help with my manual therapy. So if that is the case, if you're just looking for some quick wins, or you're looking for some symptomatic relief, and maybe you just weren't sure what to do, or you want more tools in the toolbox, you might come with that specific question. Again, so much better than I need help with this case. Can you show me two or three manual therapy techniques for this condition? Question number three is I need exercise progressions or I'm not sure what exercise to prescribe. So you're starting to get the feel now that these questions are very specific and you've come prepared and you've thought about your case and you've probably gone one layer deeper than saying, I need help with this case. You're saying, this is what I need help with. So exercise progressions, we all know that we might want to get a simple back pain patient doing, let's say, a kettlebell swing or a dead bug or a dead lift. But sometimes, and I find with new grads, we struggle to make the progressions. How do we get them from acute back pain up to a kettlebell swing? And we're not sure when to do it and when to apply it, and we're a little bit nervous because the patient's still in pain. So if that's what you're struggling with, and you'll realize this by doing that preparation work the one or two days before, the better question you can ask, again, than I need help with this case, is I need exercise progressions for this case. Now off that, I wanted to explore this point a little bit further, and it's start with the end in mind. This really helps with patient compliance, patient buy-in, stopping cancellations, increasing your patient visit average. The strategy is starting with the end in mind. And what I mean by that is if you've got an acute back pain patient, you need to pick very quickly in that first one or two sessions what your end goal is for them. Now, there's going to be a whole bunch of contextual factors, but let's say for simplicity, it's a 40 kilo deadlift. We've spoken about this example before. When you start with the end in mind and you mention to the patient in the first one or two visits, I would really like you for your back to be healthy, for your goals and needs to be able to lift the 40 kilo deadlift. And it's not good enough just to mention that once at the start. We should mention it in the first consult, second, third, fourth, in a management plan, and probably again when they're starting to get out of acute pain because that's normally when people self-discharge. So starting with the end in mind is a really great strategy to help you plan and map out your patient sessions, but also it's going to help you in your mentoring sessions. And that third question we went over is, I need exercise pro progressions to fill the gap. So a new grad might go, I know I want to get them there to that kettlebell swing or that deadlift, but what do I do in between? When do I do a dead bug? When do I do a plank? When do I just do a knee to chest stretch? So starting with the end in mind will really help you map out your sessions and it'll do all those good things for you, but the key is mentioning it three or four times along the patient journey. That lead me into the, the last point, which is map your consults out from start to finish. And you can do this, you know, once a week at the end of a tough week or on a Sunday night going into your week is you should just have a scan through your list and pick out three or four people where you just map out the next six to eight sessions. What in an ideal world would the next six to eight sessions look like for this back pain patient? It might be, 
we're going to do dead bug while we're relieving pain. It might be the pain's gone, now we're going to do some planks. Once they can master plank and pain's completely gone and stable, we're going to do plank rollout and then we're going to get them up to deadlifting. So really mapping out what you're going to do because you've started with the end in mind and then you can ask even better questions in your mentoring session along the patient journey like, I need help with hands-on or I need to know how to progress this person. Is it too soon to progress? Those type of questions, those three questions at the start of this podcast, with mapping out your consults and starting with the end in mind will help you accelerate your first six to 12 months. And it's very easy for a mentoring session just to go, I've got a tough case, let's talk about it. 20 minutes has gone, 30 minutes has gone and you've only got you know, half of what you'd hoped and the next week rolls around and you've forgotten about that last case, you're moving on to something new. So I want you guys to get the absolute most out of your mentoring sessions and to do that, you want to ask these three questions. You want to start with the end in mind. You want to map out your consults. What do those next six to eight visits look like? My last tip for this podcast is I'm reluctant to give information to my new grads unless I can tell that they have done some research for themselves. So what I mean by this is, let's say you've got a frozen shoulder and a new grad might come to the mentoring session with the question, got a frozen shoulder, not sure what to do. You could see the theme of this podcast now and to a mentor how frustrating that question might be, but also it's not helping you out because it means you haven't gone and thought about it yourself ask the better questions that will help you extract better information. But also it tells me you're probably not prepared and you probably haven't done that extra little one or two steps of research. So here's a pearl that my last mentor left with me is whenever you want to ask a question of a senior or a mentor to get one piece of advice, you have to go and find one piece of information. So if you've got a question on frozen shoulder, you should become you should come to that question prepared by having gone on and found a journal or gone on YouTube and found what an experienced physio's done or what free content's out there or maybe the guys you're following online go and search their blog frozen shoulder, Google Scholar frozen shoulder. So you might find a systematic review and then you might find one or two papers in that systematic review. If you've come armed to that session with I've found this on frozen shoulder, I'm not 100% sure on diagnosis, this is what I've done, can you help me with diagnosis and can you help me with hands-on? That mentoring session, imagine what you're going to get out of that half an hour instead of saying, I think i got a frozen shoulder but I'm not sure. So this is really tough because it requires uh, more complex thinking. It requires you to ask one or two questions more of yourself and go one or two layers deeper. It also requires more work. It means one or two days before your mentoring session, you're going to have to put in half an hour of work. You're going to have to do a bit of research. You're going to have to ask some questions, find some journals, find some YouTube clips. So these are the things and you know we're only just getting to this now at iMove, so it's been quite front of mind. But I want the absolute best for my young physios in their half an hour sessions with me. And I've realized that to get the best, I need them to prepare and I need a bit higher level thinking and a a lot more specific questions. So I'll just recap. I need help diagnosing. I need help with hands-on or do I need help with exercise progressions? 
Have you mapped from start to finish the patient journey? Have you started with the end in mind? Do you know you're going to the 40 kilo deadlift, but you're just not sure the gaps? And have you done one to two layers of research or ask one to two harder questions of yourself before going into that mentoring session? Guys, that's my episode 12 and how to get the most out of your mentoring session, how to get the most out of yourself, how to ask really great questions and just chip away at attaining knowledge week by week. I just want to remind you, please rate us five star or one if you don't love it, but give us those ratings. They really help. Leave a comment while you're doing a rating and a quick reminder, iMovie Melbourne is exactly two weeks from now. It's the 2nd of September. It is in Melbourne City. It will be 10 to 15 minutes uh, from the city, and then I Move You Sydney will be November, uh, the fourth I Move You in Sydney. Looking forward to that. If you're interested in Sydney or Melbourne, send us a Facebook message. Thank you for joining, guys, and I will talk to you very soon in episode 13. This is the I Move You podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career.